I remember. Oh, when very I good. Had to see by candlelight only. Now there's lamp light. That's not bad, right? Those no, it's not bad. And, and, it's, and it's part of the <laughs> podcast now. So uh, <laughs> you're here with two queens and a what? And Megan oh, just boy. serenaded us in. So. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Yeah, very nice. And so what are you singing, Lady Sinks the Blues? What are you, what are you <laughs> I, drinking, I, I should say? Riffing on your guys' rip. We're just ripping, <laughs> ripping all over the place. Oh, unfortunately, I hadn't hit record when we were singing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's really no way to prove that, is fun, there? Fun, fun, fun. What are you drinking today, Miss Megan? Well, I am very, very happy to report that after many weeks of uh, thought and deliberation and uh, just like back and forth, I finally decided to um, follow the lead of um, Retta from uh, Parks and Rec, among other things, and make a sing Retta. So I'm drinking a big old glass of red wine with a splash of, splash of OJ, another splash of apple vodka, followed by another splash of triple set. And what I'm missing is a splash of peach schnapps. So it's not a full sangretta, it's a three-quarter sangretta. And is it delicious? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Apple vodka? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. yep. Well, that just I went cheap though, I didn't go Ciroc. Retta goes Ciroc, but she's got that TV money. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I don't think you, the expensive apple vodka is necessarily. <laughs> My sister was talking about how much she wants an apple teeny. Didn't she make an apple? No, no she, she had a chocolate, chocolate martini. She wanted an apple teeny, but there was no pucker at the liquor store, and I was just appalled. Yeah, yeah. I love her, but I'm appalled. Um, well, I am drinking something I call agua fria, which is cool, refreshing water with ice cubes in it. And what? I, I am drinking what is known as La Croix. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Even Fizzy though okay. water. It's La Croix, darling. It's from yeah. Wisconsin. It's La Croix. What, what flavor? Pamplemousse. <laughs> what? I know. They call it. They call grapefruit pamplemousse. Pamplemousse. Oh. It's French. It's from Wisconsin. Nice. Very nice. No. Pamplemousse is the French word for grapefruit. I know that. Mm. But they, you know, they're like, they're like pamplemousse, orange. That's Wait, neither of you are having alcohol? Neither of no. us are having alcohol. Uh, we, were, we were on a terrible bender yesterday. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> When's the last time we had something to drink? Because I think Thursday for me. Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. Did I have anything to drink during trivia? I don't think so. I don't know. We don't drink that much, Megan. Well, no, but that was that's part of the pot. I don't drink that much either, but I do when we're potting. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Um, so anyway, I hope you're drinking at home because it'll make this easier to listen to, and we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> and we are back with two queens and a what? Capricious necromancy. <laughs> okay, what, capricious thing? necromancy. Okay. So that is a a, a flighty affair with a corpse. Um, no, it, it's communing with the dead. Oh, not fucking mm -hmm. the dead. 
Okay, a necrophiliac fucks yes, the dead. Yes. But a necromance. Necromancy is the is the practice of communing with the dead. Perhaps ever physically to learn about could, the future. You could commune with the dead in a physical way. Well, it does not mean in a physical way. And not the corpus. It is not the fucking necromancy. <laughs> well, and I'm happy. Well, I don't know if I'm happy, but I, I'm 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 glad to report that Megan, you guilted us into fixing our <laughs> favorite summer drink, which is a frescarita. Frescarita, tequila is... and fresca. Good. I feel just like high school, being mm. pressured into drinking alcohol. Oh, and fresca is what flavor in French, Megan? Grapefruit. Pompamousse. Pompamousse. Oh, so we're continuing the pompamousse. I'm, I'm going all, all our pompamousse. I, mean, I have the pompamousse LaCroix. And the fresh, and we have beautiful vintage uh, glassware that we're drinking in with a beautiful pink grapefruit color at the top, and then icy crystals all over it. So refreshing, so refreshing. So, um, did we cook anything fun this week, Mike? Absolutely not. No, we did not. <laughs> no, we did not. Um, did you cook anything fun this week, Megan? Nope, never do. Well, we had some heartbreak. Oh, no. And Megan, you're going to be able to relate to it. Um, it has to do with Queen's Comfort. <gasps> uh huh. So, Queen's Comfort is this wonderful. We, they know. Yeah. So, um, it's where, it's where, it's not Queen's Comfort, it's Comfort Land in Queen's. Oh, Comfort Land. What, what we talked Megan about last week. ordered from yes. last week, which we talked about. Yeah. We were so yeah. excited because, you know. So, anyway, uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday. I placed my order online. We were so excited. We both we yeah. both got out of bed. We were giddy. We were giddy. We, we were we, dancing we, much like they were in that movie Midsummer. Yeah, actually, we've been. Yeah, we, I, that may, I, why? Yes, it's giddy, giddyifying food. We had been giddy for days. In fact, I think we were actually giddy on Friday well, we going were, into oh trivia God. because oh, we were just like good. giggling. I'm really, we were so I'm really, I'm really excited. I was planning what I was going to order during uh -huh. trivia. Yes. Uh huh. And um, oh, while you weren't cheating, while is that I was, when you, while so I you wasn't were either cheating. cheating or yeah, ex nay on the eating chay, okay? Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, Saturday came. So they only, I think they just deliver until four. It's like a breakfast lunch place. And so we we had our order. I'm like, Mike, what do you want? And what were you gonna have? You're gonna have. Uh, I was gonna have a. a a biscuit with pulled pork. Biscuit with the biscuit with pulled pork. And I was going to have a biscuit with sausage. And we were just, and I had, we were I was, split them. It was going to be. Yeah, fun. we were going to, so mm -hmm. we were going to eat mm -hmm. also a, a different type uh, of pork sandwich. Iced coffee with malted milk. And I had ordered yeah. something extra too. What did I order? Cinnamon roll. Oh, a cinnamon roll. Yes. So, and you know, their website was so easy to use. And so I put in my order, yes. and about 11, oh, 50, no. 1130, we put in the order. Yeah, 1130. Oh, and they said we're going to get the order between 1230 and 1. Yes, something like that. Oh, and, boy. And then I got a phone call. At 1215. Mm. And it said, oh, we're really sorry, but we're not, we don't know how you even got this order to go through, but we don't. You're out, out of outside oh, of our delivery area, no. and uh, yeah, no. Um, I said, "What? No, <laughs> no, no!" I'm like, "So," uh, and they said, "Is there any way you could pick it up?" And I'm like, "Hell no! I'm a New Yorker." 
<laughs> it's delivery or nothing at all. So um, anyway, the order was canceled. We didn't have that. What did we end up? We ended up having leftovers for I lunch. Made, I made a salad. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, you know, the story was like, it, it just got 10 times. What, you made a salad? Yeah, well, I make salad for lunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I, just, I mean, now I can cry. Yeah, well, I had some delicious pozzoli. I had made, well, we had thought out some pozzoli I'd made earlier in the year. And so I we had some leftovers. So oh, that's what wow, I had. With, wow, at wow. least my lunch was super delicious. That's a good salad. Yeah. And so anyway, that's our tale of woe about food this week. Whoa! Yeah, whoa. <laughs> whoa is us, whoa. Um, so, uh, no, no other food news? I don't think so. Well, probably crops are probably dying somewhere, <laughs> and locusts are probably eating them somewhere else. Uh, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. Uh, that's a wonderful segue, because I have a new segment just for this week. It's called John's Peeves, John's Pet Peeves. <laughs> okay. So I have a couple of things I want to complain about. Well, one of them is, being able to order food online, but then being outside of the delivery. So um, the other is I have a couple of uh, social media pet peeves. And because, and this is to mine because I was just scanning through my Facebook uh, just not long before this call. And someone, I'm using air quotes, friend, a Facebook friend (laughs) put a post (laughs) and you know, it was one of these posts, and I know you. Everyone gets them, and I gotta say, I I freaking hate them. Uh, so it's like, you know, uh, I I know not many people are gonna read to the end of this post. That's how it started out. Now, yep. Let me just oh, say, boy. here we go. I'm if, already getting mad. If you're gonna start with a Somebody challenge, a challenge on Facebook, I'm gonna say. Fuck you! I'm not going to read that post. I wonder if there's any way that we could delete their re- their post. I, I don't think so. But anyway, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm like, I, you know, and of course they throw out this, you know, sympathy bone. I've been having a tough week, and I don't know if any one of you are. Going Have to, you yeah. during a global pandemic? Yeah. been having a tough week. I swear I didn't copy and paste this. I'm like, you've copy and pasted this, you asshole. So anyway, that's. That's a pet peeve. Has this happened to you, Megan? Oh, I can. I'm familiar with this. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with. I'm familiar with that. I'm. I'm familiar with the. Uh, the trope of. Um, prayers, please. Oh, prayers, please. Absolutely no uh, information whatsoever. Right, and the the other one is. If you're a real friend, you'll read all of this. I'm like, I'm like, number one, this is Facebook. We are not real friends. I think that's what I'm going to post when people say that shit. When I, the one I, that gets me is like, you know, you know, you, you reach it. You, you really, you probably prop, not, not all my friends will read till the end. But I really want to talk about the, um, uh, you know, supporting people with cancer. Yeah. And going on and on and on about this. And I really want to say I would repost this if it would possibly bring back either of the two sisters I've lost to cancer. But in the meantime, go fuck yourself. Also, also, <laughs> what are you adding to the cancer fight here on Facebook? Oh, reposting is going to cure it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, which leads us to the next of my 
favorite pet peeve posts. And uh, it's usually, pet peeve post. It's usually a yeah, hashtag <laughs> pet peeve post. Um, it's usually uh, someone who is actually reposting and they it starts out, I'm just saying my opinion. You don't have to comment. Oh, mm-hmm. I hate these. I don't I think I've seen them. Oh, you haven't seen those? Well, uh, that's because you stopped following a couple of our family members. Yeah, had to. Yeah. That was going to cause a divorce. <laughs> it's, it's usually is at the beginning of some repost from an alt-right site. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about how Trump is ordained by God, you know, Whoa. and maybe it includes an image. I don't know. Oh, are I, you kidding? No. They post the pictures say, of Trump with Jesus. I think that the people oh, who, post, who post that Trump is ordained by Christ are going to be really, really fucking surprised <laughs> when they get to heaven's gate. And St. Peter is sitting there with a copy of their Facebook. Yeah. Say, are you <laughs> yes, fucking are you kidding, kidding me? me? Turn around and Turn go around. the other yeah. fucking way. Be uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah no to no need no need for your comments i just i just want to say what i think i'm like yeah well fuck you i don't well since this is a repost of another of another thing it's not really what you think what you think it's what somebody else thinks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah but that's how i feel if you're reposting this i can't imagine that you think anything more than than you're able to copy and paste yeah yeah yeah, no, but I love those. But yeah, I love those 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 challenges. If you're a Christian, do this. If you care for people, do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, it's Facebook. If I cared for people, I'd be with people. I wouldn't be avoiding people on Facebook. <laughs> Am I wrong? And that's been John's hashtag pet peeves. Hashtag pet peeves. I like hashtag it. Hashtag pet peeves. Hashtag pet peeve posts. Pet peeve post. Hashtag pet peeve post. Yeah. It's going to go viral. Uh, no, need to re- <laughs> no need to put your opinion on it. <laughs> so have we been watching anything fun? We finished Love, Victor this week. Oh, we did. What yeah. a charming that was a sweet story of, show. Of, of a young gay boy in high school. And we also finished up Queer Eye, so all of our homosexual content is done with. No, RuPaul's still going strong. Oh, thank God. And, still going strong. And we're augmenting with highlights of Canada's Drag Race. Yeah, that's... Which is, you know, a highlight. I'm glad we don't have to watch the whole show. This highlight is a nice. It's enough. It's uh, enough. We've basically, we're watching the same thing we're watching all along. I mean, we've, we've seen we've, a couple of movies. We've given up on... Bar skin, bar yeah, bark skin. I'm just like, no. What, what even is that? It's I don't even. This I thing from it. the National Geographic channel about um, settlers in Quebec in 1750 or so. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like it could be cool. That's yeah. too bad. Well, but there's like 80,000 characters. Yeah. And because that's how mean, history was. You know, it was a lot of people. Of them, and and it's like boring. Yeah, it is. We gave up on white lines, the Spanish thing, which is just too stupid. I we always thought it was stupid, but it I enjoyed it because it was so stupid, and I may Mm -hmm, watch it in mm -hmm. the middle of the night. But it was dumb. It was just too dumb. Yeah, no, it was terrible. I I watched Hannah. 
on Amazon. Mm. Any really, good? I like it a lot. I, I saw the I like the first season. First season is just the movie, really, but I the movie really annoys the shit out of me. Um, but this this show I liked a lot, and I started watching Lennox Hill, the docu series. Oh, docu series. Wow. It's very good. It's rough. It's, it's yeah. not rough at all. Well, I guess I'm sure it's going to get rough, but so far I've watched two episodes, and it was just really, really good. I'm not watching it because I'm having surgery on Friday. Yeah, I might watch it afterwards. Okay, it might make you happy or, or, or more relaxed about going in there I'm, because I'm relaxed about it now. So why, you know, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Hmm. Okay. That's how I feel about that. I'll watch it afterwards. After my birthday. Is it um is it all COVID related? No, 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 no. It was filmed before pre-COVID. COVID. It was all filmed okay. before. Okay. And it's about four doc four different doctors, two in the neurosurgery and one in one in Opgyne and one in emergency. Um two guys, two women, both of the women are pregnant. Um and it's just about their daily lives at the hospital and some d- different patients that they see. And, you know, we do follow the journey uh, for the, with the patients so far in two episodes anyway. Um, so I, I just I just am fascinated by that. And I'm not like, you know, I'm not the documentary guy in this house. Yeah, I like documentaries. You know, uh, but this one, I just think it's really interesting. And they mm-hmm. did go back and they did do a half hour special episode right. about COVID. So that's the right. that's the last special bonus episode. Okay. Um, but it, none of the other ones attached COVID at all. Oh, okay, okay. Um, we watched a few movies last night. We had, you know, we had a good movie day. Good yesterday. movie day yesterday. Last <laughs> night we watched Palm Springs with Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti on Hulu. Which was terrific. Just delightful. Oh, yeah? Terrific little movie. If you like Andy Sandberg, you'll love this movie. Well, it's a, a, it, it's a cute, fun, romantic. Also, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, but very funny mm-hmm. in it. And then we watched on Netflix The Old Guard with um, Charlize Theron. Oh, how was that? Liked it a great yeah. deal. Yeah, liked actually. It a great deal. I liked it uh, more than I thought I was going to when we started because. We, what did we watch the day before? Well, it, okay, let's talk about it. It's a really delightful movie. The Old Guard. The Old Guard, yeah. yes. Um, uh, oh, the thing, because we had watched it after the Andy Samberg? Yeah. Well, and there's a bit of time is a big aspect of both um, movies. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, we're going to watch. It's basically... The same movie, but it wasn't, you know, the same kind of yeah. kink. But it I actually have was. With, I have to deal with that with you all the time. <laughs> the now on to Mike's kink. pet peeves. Mike's are all about John. Hashtag Mike's pet peeves. <laughs> Hashtag John. Hashtag John. Yeah. Uh, so, did we see any other movies this week? I know we watched the movie for the movie school. I I feel do like not we I believe... feel like we watched another movie. I don't think so. I think we were just watching. Well, Myrna and I watched the Walter Mercado. Oh, we watched that. We watched that. Yeah. We watched the Walter Mercado. What did you think, Megan? I thought, well, so I thought it was great. I was really fascinated by it. I, um, I think I probably said this last week, but um, I didn't know who Walter Mercado was, and uh, and so I did think that on on Drag Race that Alexis Mateo did an amazing job when she impersonated Walter Mercado because. 
the because I, I could see it, I could totally see it the whole time that I was watching the documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, I told I loved it. I, I I just got such like a good vibe about Walter Mercado. I like obviously it was really sad to watch him be taken advantage of by a stupid business person. Um, but like he but he got back on track and um, was surrounded by people who loved him and I and like his his spirit came through with, with the filming. I thought it was a great documentary. Yeah, I liked it. I um, yeah, I just liked it. Yeah, I just liked it. I didn't I think the preview seen had me very excited about it and then watching um yeah watching um Alexis Mateo do him got me a little more excited but then I watched it and yeah I I liked him but I I you know I liked the first like 10 minutes I was fascinated by it and then I got bored for like 40, yeah. 40 minutes mm-hmm. and then you know it's because when it's like oh I got taken advantage by this um Guy, it's like, well, no, you didn't really get taken advantage of. He gave you a contract. You had a lawyer. I mean, yeah. what yeah, the no, fuck? Right. not getting taken advantage. That's being right. just stupid. Yeah. No. And, you know, all of his family were a little bit, um, I don't know. But um, yeah, I liked, and then at yeah. the end, the last half hour with him and with him in his final days, I really liked that part of it. I, I mm-hmm. did like him a lot, and I was fascinated by it. And I thought it was really sweet how you know he went to the museum opening and he was on the mm-hmm. phone and being brought around. I thought that was wonderful, but um, I think as a film, I think they could have done a better job. Okay. Yeah, and he is beloved. You know, mm-hmm. I never saw him on TV. Yeah, um, no, I have friends who who claim they saw him every day, you know, like on TV, like when they were growing up, but um, I, I never did. So uh, anyway, yeah, it was good. That was yep. good. I feel like we watched something else this week that I'm yeah, forgetting. Yeah, we were watching like Hannibal. We watched yeah. lots of Padma, lots of Oh yeah, which we are continuing to Still just love. It's a terrific I show. I gotta say. How many episodes is it? You, it's you like, like 10 two, episodes. I think we only have we a couple have, left. We only have one left. Yeah. Okay. There's 10 episodes total. And I gotta tell you, I I just love Padma more every yeah. every. I want her day. to be my best friend. Yeah, no, she just. Wow, and like, do you get that vibe from her on Top Chef, or is it a new? Oh vibe? yeah, no, I think I think you can tell she's having fun on Top Chef. She can be a little bitchy, but it's kind of it's kind of a delicious bitchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but here no, here she seems much more down to earth to me. Yeah, okay. yeah, um, and she just seems soulful and just so like. Um, into well, she loves to eat. She does love to eat, and mm-hmm. she has a real appreciation a for people. And uh, uh, yeah, no, and she's she's fun. Just she's a lovely fun. human being. Mm-hmm. So that's how she comes across. Yeah. All right, so. I'm excited to watch it. And it's really interesting about the different uh, ethnicities and the immigrant different immigrant communities in the United States. And I hope they come back with another round. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like they could easily. Yeah, there must be 20 immigrant communities in the U.S. Uh-huh. So, so um, yeah, no one's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get Creole? I mean, I don't want to see Creole. Yeah, yeah, because she did the low country, whatever those people are called. The Gullah in the Gullah. Carolinas. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just fascinating to hear you get a little history with it. Right. Which are is, you just watching uh, Bake Off still? 
No, actually, um, no, but we, we haven't started a new season of Bake Off. Um, a little more Anthony Bourdain still watching um, the CNN one, Parts Unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I'm starting to a little bit see what you mean, Mike, about it being slightly overproduced, but um, but I still enjoy, like, it goes to such cool places, so I'm still going to keep watching. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, kind of like you guys, episodes here and there of things, an episode or so of House of Flowers, an episode or so of Into the Shadows. Um, Oh, I watched um, I watched the the Netflix. I guess I was a little bit on a documentary tear. I watched the Netflix documentary A Secret Love. Um, that? What is that? So that is about these two women who, um, for cl- pretty close to seventy years, oh, we, we watched. This. Um, huh? Yeah, we they saw, were in we a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And for for about seventy years, they they lived as just friends to their to their family to their immediate family right. they were out to their friends and to their community but yeah. um to their family was, they were just good friends who were sharing rent right yeah and and i guess everybody bought it which is a little surprising to me but apparently well, they did well um i guess when you don't have a reason to think somebody isn't telling you the truth what you wouldn't question it but um mm-hmm. uh and uh but they, you know they were getting much much older, living in a suburb of Chicago, and like it was time to uh, start to transition into like a an assisted living situation. And so and through through that, like um, they they came out to their family, and then uh, and then moved into this assisted living. And yeah, it, it just it was like uh, it was pretty. It was, a, it was an interesting documentary. One of the women played for. Uh, the I think it was the Racine team of the women's baseball league during World War II. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's a great documentary, and it's called Secret Love. Yeah, a secret love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, highly recommended, everybody. Um, Cindy Knight, I think you would love it. Cindy Knight had an aunt who had a female companion uh, mm, that were just okay. friends, so um, uh, I think you would enjoy it. Um, yeah. No, great. Great thing to watch. Um, speaking of Cindy Knight, um, her her uh, Berkshire Opera job was canceled today. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So wow. now she has she has no work scheduled until March. Yeah. <gasps> so wow. um, I kind of thought that one was going to happen. Yeah, I did too. But evidently, uh, the Massachusetts governor. I guess people were crowding on the beaches, so. He, the governor has decided that singers and woodwind players must be at least 10 feet apart. And so that's just almost impossible to do. So where does he come up with that? I don't know. I don't know. Why not? Well, there's definitely new data. There's, or maybe it's not even new data that like six feet probably for like for just like um normal talking six feet is probably okay but if you're like exerting yourself like those those particles can go further than six feet yeah yeah so which is why it's important to wear a mask and by the way on youtube i i there was an ad for what they call the singer's mask i thought what the hell is this so and it's it is like just a surgical mask but it comes out like like three inches from your face. 
in like uh, in an arc oh. around your mouth. So hmm. I thought, well, that's fascinating. I'm not really sure. I guess it gives the singer more liberty with their their apparatus. So hmm. anyway, um, so I'm sorry, Cindy, that you're not going to have work in in August. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. So. Um, um that's another pet peeve poor cindy <laughs> um so do you, shall we talk we've got you know what let's go to break okay okay well no one really knows that we're going to break yes i don't know well we'll be right back which means immediately it's like a time warp Fuck, there we go and we are back again because again. I forgot to hit record. And we were talking uh, John about how up. And we, we, John actually, we talked about how when we have to reload this thing, we, we keep really quiet. We don't because we don't want any any you know pearls of wisdom to to escape the audience. And John's like, I don't go for wisdom, I go for delight. I do and, go for delight. And I just want to point out how much escaped the audience. Yeah. Because so. once again, John. Yeah, you gotta you're, hit the button. Your TV. You gotta hit that button. So we're gonna talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, speaking of delight, hashtag Drag Race, hashtag delight. Um, so um, uh, this week the challenge was Charles Family Barbecue, which uh, allowed Ru to give his uh, sisters a paycheck. So that was nice to see his sisters. And who was the guest judge? Someone I don't know, I think. Oh, BBRXA or something? So, uh, a singer of some sort. Yeah. BBRXA? I'm not sure. BBRXA. Uh, the Rexa sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her, but I don't know who she is. Mm -hmm. um, Same. And, uh, oh, one interesting thing. Who did they kick off last week? India. 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 Well, India left them all notes and wrote on the the she just kept the drama going even in her absence, which I think write, is quite a quite an impressive feat. So why didn't she write Juju B? I don't Poor know. Juju. Poor Juju. I love Juju. Yeah, I guess I love Juju too. Yeah, no, Juju's <laughs> one of my favorites. She is my favorite. Yeah. Um because she's classy. She's just funny, and she's not drunk. She's she's not drunk of all of them, I think she's the one I would most like to hang out with. Yeah, absolutely. She's the first of, of all of them. She's the one I would buy tickets for her solo show first. Ah, oh, good, good. Yeah, I'd say that's a that's a that's going to be the same for me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so. It was, love Shay though too. I love Shay. I, I love Shay, but I, I think don't Shay's think great. Shay would be fun to hang out with. I don't know. I think oh, she'd be I don't fun. know about that either. She's yeah. a theater theater kid. Yeah, I just think Juju B would just be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I think Juju's funnier than Shay. Yeah, I do too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. so that's if that's my criteria. Um, so. Um, it was pretty good. We're down to what? Five, six? Four. Well, this week is five. So there were five. One went home. Correct. And um, yeah, I, I like the barbecue challenge. I think Miss Cracker hit it out in the out of the park. Um, yep. You know, she is so funny. She's a good writer. Uh, I liked what did one of the judges say? It's like Stevie, Stevie Nicks at 
drunk Stevie Nicks at a barbecue. Yeah, I thought, well, that's pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, I thought Juju B also was pretty funny in the challenge. Mm -hmm. I felt that uh, Shay, uh, actually, what, how did Shay dress? Shay came. Oh, at the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was the extravaganza. Extravaganza. So the other part, the RFIP, Grand Grandy. Oh grand yeah, grand. yeah. No. That yeah, was the like fun. airbrushed, which was I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, that was she. Yeah, that was really fun. Very fun. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Alexis. Mateo. Mateo was terrible. No. Yeah. As, as I for so. the monologue, she came out as the former maid in the in the. Oh yeah, no, dress. yeah, she was awful. And, she did a and the dress wig was reveal. Yeah. For what reason I don't know. Yeah. And the, it yeah. Just, it was, the dress it wasn't was funny. nothing. It, it wasn't, wasn't funny, funny at all. It was really surprisingly bad. Right. Because then, she can be incredibly funny. Well, mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. Blair St. Clair came in and she was once again dull. Yeah, that Blair. <laughs> what did Bob call her? Bore Saint Clair. Bore Saint Clair. <laughs> um, I think is true. You know, in the monologue challenge, you know, that monologue was not interesting. She, you know, the, the look. I'll give her credit. The look was good. Yeah, I mean, but, how was she dressed? Yeah. She's dressed like a NASCAR, like you know, with a mullet. And, oh yeah. You know. Uh, was, yeah, I hate that look though. Well, you grew up with that look, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of look that would post something like, now you don't need to put your comments. I just want to say what I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. And then they did the uh, extravaganza. Oh, from their found materials, right. from materials that could be at a barbecue. Right. So, you know, cups and plates and tablecloths. Tablecloths and badminton shuttlecocks. shuttlecocks. And I, I have to say, I grew up calling them birdies too. So did I. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and in that one, um, once again, Cracker looked great. Cracker looked great. I didn't think the top fit very well, but. Well, I actually, I think that Cracker really needs to work on her silhouette. It's really bottom heavy, which is fine if yeah. that's the look you're going well, for. Her, her costume but, is kind of extra hippie. Yeah, she has a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of padding there, and and very little. She does she very little. She, she does didn't almost do anything. This no, uh, no top. bosom. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, because of that, I thought it should have been tighter. Yeah. Um. So liked her look. Jujube, I like Jujubees. I mean, they were saying it's really easy to make a, a jersey dress. Well, not with. When you can't sew, you can't sew. It's you know. And actually, mm -hmm. Shea Coulee was the queen of the help. Right. You know, she really helped both those. I like Shay's look a lot, but I didn't understand the wedding veil. I just didn't get it. I don't understand why that was added to the whole look. Yeah, what was she had the assless chaps? Oh, right, right. Oh, right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. she had the gingham assless chaps, and, then and she Alexis made it. Alexis Mateo a, did the solo cup thing with the really we. I thought the. I thought the solo cups were beautiful. Fine, but I thought the kitty pool. Yeah, but the bottom was, was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. I get where she was going with it. And I think actually if she had, you know, she could have done the same thing and just had the pool on the outside. I think it would have been much funnier. funnier. And then Boris St. Clair with a terrible look that she kept on saying, you know, I know fashion so well. So mm. it's like, this is, yeah, this it was is a awful. piece of shit. It was like two bad outfits that she sewed together. She didn't sew them together. She glued them together and twisted. Yeah. 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 I mean, she, I, I mean, listen, 
I cheered. Well, she sews, right? Supposedly. Yeah. But she says about, I mean, what she says and what is reality are not really the same thing. Um, I cheered when they announced that Alexis was going off because I just don't like her. Yeah. I think she's a snake. And, um, but Blair St. Clair I, was by far the worst person that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kept saying to Myrna, my roommate, while we were watching, I was like, oh, what a twist if Blair wins next week. If, <laughs> because that's the, obviously Blair That's the, be the next only way she go. can stay on if she, if she doesn't win next week. But it's a comedy challenge. So it's Cracker and Juju's to lose. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. You know, I don't know. And the she, previews make it look like Shay's having trouble. I think they make that. They, I mean, yeah, of course. they're going to make it that way. Yeah. Did we get any good information in the the after show uh, things that we watched, Mike? No, the Michelle yeah. Visage was fine, um, and Bob the drag queen. Who did he have on his coat? Raja, Raja, know. who was she's, she's a kind of, bore. She I thought boring. she was boring. Um, so I thought the lipstick is sick assassin, Roxy. Oh, she was great. Roxy, whoever that is. Oh, I sort of felt like I sort of felt like that was a that was an injustice to Cracker. I thought Cracker should have won. Oh, really? Oh, really? Because I, I didn't agree. I did not. I I really think that yeah, that other one did great. And and I think I don't know who where who where we got this commentary, but it really you know it's one of those things you know she balanced like stillness and um, you know Cracker was just going all the time. But she like took a moment to have a look, you know, a bitchy look or whatever. Yeah. And I think that really helps add a uh, dimension to a performance. So um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't read it that way. I read it as like not doing anything. I definitely get stillness when it's effective. To me, it wasn't effective. But. Okay, very good. Okay, okay. so looking forward to Blair better get kicked off next week. Yeah, yeah. So actually, can't believe she lasted. Uh, to look top four. Let's just say a little prayer to the drag gods. Please. Say a little please. prayer to the drag gods. Let Blair Claire. What's her name? Blair St. Claire. Blair St. Claire. Beware. You're out of hair. <laughs> I'm sure the drag gods will yeah, listen to no, that. This is where preparation down. before the podcast might have helped. Yeah. So um, next it's film school. And I, think I we should do our, 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 our letters. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, we got one letter, and it actually ha is about last week's film school. Uh, it's from Gilbert. And so, Gilbert, if you're French. Gilbert. Yeah, which I'm not. Um, so <laughs> he writes Hey, two queens and Megan. Greetings from Cleveland, where masks oh, are required what, but okay. and theaters are still aren't open. It doesn't seem that different from NYC. Yeah, right. And I felt a little like a narrator of A Prairie Home Companion when he describes Lake Wobegon. I digress. I'm not really sure what he's talking about that, but um, Garrison Keillor. Prairie Home Companion. Yeah, I know what Gar I know what that is, but I don't know why oh. he's feeling that way. Oh, okay, okay yeah. so. It seems Fellini needs a little defending. Sure, E. Vitelloni probably isn't the best Fellini film. Well, why did you recommend it? <laughs> and that was one we were supposed to start with. But it's a good way to enter into his oeuvre. 
I'm like, well, we do one film. Okay, <laughs> the early Fellini is so autobiographical and the subsequent films really build upon one another. Nevertheless, if there is one and only one Fellini film a person should see, it is probably eight and a half. It took me a while to come to this determination, but I think that this movie, more than any other, captures the travails of filmmaking, Fellini's process, and the pitfalls a director might encounter while realizing their vision. It also helps that both the BFI and AFI both have this selection on the top 10 Fellini films. Moreover, by watching eight and a half, Megan can then watch nine. Not a great movie, but a fun show. Okay, new paragraph. Oh. Finally, well, which I say <laughs> well, finally. He, he could always talk. Yeah, I'd like to agree with Olga. Mona Lisa's Smile is not a great movie, but it is perfectly <laughs> fine. <Okay>. We have graduated <laughs> from okay to perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Okay, I'm on board with you there, with you there, Gilbert. Bit of entertainment. And we should all be so enraptured when seeing Pollock for the first time. <laughs> because I guess that's a plot point is she shows them modern art. Yeah. 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 Uh, shocking coming from a medievalist, I know. Yeah. I know. And he said that out loud and he was proud of it. A fun bit of <laughs> trivia about Mona Lisa's smile. A dear friend and colleague was asked to consult on the film because she was at Wellesley in the 50s. Oh, so he's one of those gay guys who likes old women. Um, <laughs> she responded to the studio with. Oh, wait a second. I remember our last trip out west. So don't you be <laughs> picking on gay guys who like old women. Uh, yeah. Every um, day it was a different sad old woman we had to be. These were women <laughs> these were women I knew from childhood. Okay. Okay. This is not like a, a, a you know. Go on. Okay. She okay, responded also, to this real quick. There's nothing wrong with old women. I know you're going to be one like within three exactly. or four years. Yeah. No. In like 5 years. Yeah. Okay. And after this oh, we can that's... talk about the old women thing. She responded to the studio with her fee, which they replied was too outside the budget. Julia Roberts was paid a cool $25 million for the movie, but anyway, Melissa's Smile is a perfectly okay movie for someone to watch. Looking forward to the next podcast. Thank you, Gilbert. And hearing the various thoughts on the women and what's been on TV. Well, thank you for your letter, Gilbert. And Thanks, um, Gilbert. Thanks, Gilbert. Yeah. I wonder what this fee she asked was. Was it just a cool one million? <laughs> I have a I have a movie fee story. I was living in the East Village on 10th Street, uh -huh. and I get a, a knock on the door. It 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 it, it is a uh, production scout for they are going to be filming a movie on my street, and they want uh, to know if uh, they can put a, a a light in my window facing out into the street. Mm -hmm. I said, yes, you can for $1,500. And they said, oh, well, we were had a stipend. I think they were like going to do $200. I said, oh, then no, you can't do that. It's $1,500. Well, the movie Money Train came with mm -hmm. Wesley Snipes and um, Woody Harrelson. And they started filming without paying me or, you know, they, they – um, I don't know where they put the lights. So I put my stereo in the window and blasted the music. <laughs> so I got I got seven hundred dollars. 
Oh, to turn the stereo off? Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. You got how much money? $700. Oh. Oh, wow. So, and I never saw the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was called Money Train. Money Train. Maybe with, we should do that next week. I don't no. need to do that. No. No. Uh, who was in it? Woody, Woody Harrelson, Harrelson and, and Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo. And that's all I know. Hmm. Okay. All right. I think it's about Teresa's cops who, who robbed the money train. Okay. You know, that makes sense. It was a follow up to the, the, the international hit White Men Can't Jump. Oh, well, I thought it was a follow up to Money Boat. <laughs> and then the next one was money plane <laughs> money rocket ship <laughs> um so okay so film school thank you for letters uh always feel free to write in the number two the numeral two queens what at gmail.com okay so the women we finally got to introduce you to the women. And Megan. you had not seen this before, right, Megan? Yeah, that's the whole point of film school. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to confirm because yeah, confirmed. I gotta say, as a gay man, the women is a very important film to me personally. Okay, let's hear it. Let's oh, yeah, hear why. So um when I was first experiencing gay life, meaning I finally went to a gay bar and started kissing boys. Um, one of my first friends, uh, you know, we went out to dinner. I went out to dinner with a group of gay guys. Uh, I only knew one of them, but we all went out to dinner and it was, it was really like my first night out someplace, not a gay bar with a bunch of gay people. And we were having a delightful time. We went to, uh, Ron and Marsh's, which is, uh, was a, uh, wonderful Mexican restaurant in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And anyway, we were yucking it up. And they, at one point, of course, someone was, uh, they started talking about the women, the women, the women. I'm like, what is the women? And they all gasped, oh, you've never seen the women? And so from that dinner, we went to someone's apartment because they had a VHS tape of the women and we watched the women and I loved it because it is just, they're all the bitchy queens that we love to be. So that, that's my story about how, how I came to know this film and, and grew to love it. Um, so Megan, what was your first impression? Well, my very first impression was... Um... Where's the color? <laughs> no, no, I'm okay with, I, I've grown to be okay who's, with no color. No, I thought the shirt? opening credits were so funny that it was like an animal and then oh. the, the image of the woman and the character that they were playing. But then um, as I like thought about it, I was like, oh, it's like also kind of like, is that, is that actually maybe not the greatest, like compare all these women to animals? Yeah. I had actually um, forgotten well, about that, but I yeah. I do get it. They compare them to the animals in the very first shot with those two bitches, you know, barking at one another. Yeah. Yeah, right. But yeah, exactly. So I was like, so it, it sort of was just like, immediately it was like, oh, right, a man is making this movie. Um, even though I understand that it was like based on a play that was written by a woman. And you don't think a woman would have made it a woman, and a woman wrote the screenplay based on the woman's play. Right. No. I, yeah, I understand all that, but I. And I, it was still a gay man. Was probably they, like. And a it was King. Choice. It was a King Veeder. No, it was George, uh, George Cooker. George Cooker. 
um, who was pretty close to being a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, but it was, I thought it was a little delightful. Uh, I can see where. Well, let's finish it. Yeah, Megan, go ahead. Yeah, Megan. We know you. Um, but I, there, there was a lot of humor to it, which I really appreciated. I loved the sort of like over the top um, ness of the character played by Rosalind Russell, whose name I can't. Sylvia was that Sylvia? Sylvia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I loved Norma Shearer. That that was my introduction to her. I thought she was great. Um, I like I liked the I liked to see uh, Norma Shearer played Mary, and her daughter also called Mary was played by the same actress that was in a Philadelphia story. So I liked mm -hmm. already, I liked being able to make that connection. So in old, older movies. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was on the whole, I like thought it was very funny. I'm like, obviously really glad I watched it. Uh, it I also love seeing Joan Crawford. I've really only seen Joan Crawford maybe one time before in um, whatever happened to baby Jane. Uh, and so I was glad to oh, see her yeah. again in something. Uh-huh. Um, however, <laughs> ultimately, I will say it was slightly disappointing for a movie called The Women to not have any men in it to be 98% about men. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Yeah. But, wow. uh, but, but, it, but it was, I mean, I'm still glad I was. It is, it is, it is terribly dated, the film. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. As yeah. is proven yeah. when Diane English tried to do a remake with Meg Ryan and Nanette Benning and Deborah Messing and all these people. And it's like, that was just, it's just, yeah. it's, it's atrocious. Yeah, there have been two mm -hmm. remakes. And one was a musical. Was it a musical one remake? Was a musical. Oh, yeah, it did get in made into a musical. In the 60s, yeah. the opposite sex. Ah. With Joan Collins and, and um, uh, what's her June name? Allison. June Allison, who is like a plucky kind of yeah, she's gal. Gypsy. She's a gypsy. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, yeah, no, it, it, it's really, it, it's, it's crazy dated, very misogynistic, um, but um, it's... But it's delightful. The, it, there's certain things, I mean, like when they're going through, was it, you know, the, the Samuels, the exercise. And, oh, the exercise mm -hmm. portion. Mm -hmm. Well, all the it's beauty all treatments so, are... It's also just ridiculous and funny, and uh -huh. I, I do love Norma Shearer, and, and you know, you know how serious she is. Mm -hmm. But the very ending, you know, a woman, a woman, but for a woman in love, pride is an emotion she can't afford. Oh, yes. It's like, whoa, yeah. all right. Well, although I love Jungle Red. Jungle Red. Jungle Red. <laughs> and of course, forever and ever, L'Amour, L'Amour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, no. is, it, it goes nicely with Walter Mercado. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and she is a woman with, you know, with money and some power. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the countess. Um, I, I just think it's all the, uh, it's just fun. All the, the manners and they're always just so bitchy. Even, you know, like Rosalind Russell takes such delight in Mary's fall. You know, did you guys watch mm -hmm. the Steve Hayes thing I sent I you? Did. I so, did. Yeah, I, I, I did too. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. talking about Roz Russell really wanting that and being yeah. shocked when George Cukor was like, "That's how I want you to play her," uh, because she's he's like, "You got to play this crazy and funny. You got to make the audience love you because you are causing the breakup of a marriage with a child." Mm -hmm. So 
they're gonna hate you if you don't go crazy. Yeah, I love Rosalind Russell. I just I, think I do she's too. Just a delicious well, she is delight. the mother in Gypsy, right? She she is in Gypsy. And what else? She's is, an, what she's an Auntie Maine. Auntie Maine, fabulous. Mm. Have you ever seen Auntie Maine? No. Uh -uh. The non musical. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You don't want to see the movie of Maine. Yeah. With, with uh, Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball. Don't do that to yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it. So yeah. But definitely. Where's that to... boy with the puke? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, and just everyone in it's such a delightful yeah. character. The woman who's having all the babies. Peggy Gooch. And, um, she only has one. Uh, no, we're, I'm talking about the women. Oh, the women. Yeah, the women. Um, you you went on to Maine. Um, so uh, I also like the, you know, they have the house in the country and they have the apartment in town and and the servants. I love the fact that, you know, she, when she's near the end, she decides to go to the club and she just reaches behind and pulls the cord to alert the, oh, alert the to, to help, ring. to come help her get dressed because she can't get dressed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> nope, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there are lots of, lots of cord, cord pulling. The cord pulling that I remember was turning the bath into a shower. <laughs> oh, yes. So that the, yeah. Yeah, when they did that on Broadway, uh, Jennifer Tilly yes. played um, played Crystal played, played Crystal and she stood uh -huh. up. Yeah, she stood up. She totally was naked. naked. And I think there's a line about something about that. The curtains the don't match curtains the drapes. Don't match the drapes. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the carpet carpet doesn't match the drapes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you could see was she? I guess she was blonde. She, she had she had a, a a dark bush. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, but that's another good memory for me. You know, after 9-11, uh, all my text line cousins and their dad came and we went to see the women. We saw hmm. that. We enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. It's, uh, it, was, it was recorded for, like, great performances. I don't know how they must have done the the uh, Bush part. but Oh, for great performances? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where I saw it. It's kind of obnoxious because they all talk like this. And it's a, and it's a bit, yeah, it, it, it gets a bit much. Yeah. It uh -huh. gets a bit much when uh -huh. they're all doing it. Right. Um, but Cynthia Nixon plays. Um, oh, that was, she was Mary. Yeah, I was trying oh, to remember okay. who was in it. Who, uh, it had a pretty good cast. It did, didn't it? Oh, yeah, I don't remember either. But yeah, it was a really very strong cast. Hmm. Well, oh, what's her name? Um, uh, Jennifer Coolidge had all the babies, right? I don't remember. Yeah, no, she did. Um, I wonder who played Sylvia. I don't remember. Oh, look it up. Yep. Any, um, well, any, we're kind of wrapping down. Well, we had to. We still had to talk about what's going to happen next week, so we should probably oh, pack okay. that, and we'll be right back. Um, okay, Megan, did you look up the Broadway uh, uh, cast? Uh, yeah, I looked up the cast. Now, what character am I looking at? Oh, Sylvia. let's just read them all off. Sylvia. Oh, okay. So, uh, let's see. Um, Lynn Collins played Miriam Ahrens. Who was Miriam? Okay, who cares? Yeah, we'll go on. Yeah, here. okay. Jennifer Coolidge played Edith. Yes, she was um, hilarious. Uh, 
Kristen Johnston played Sylvia. Oh, yeah. Love Kristen Johnston. She's a good one for that part. Yeah. Rue McClanahan was the Countess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cynthia Nixon was Mary. Amy Ryan was Peggy. Okay. Jennifer Tilly was Crystal. Yeah. That's probably all. Julie, Julie Halston was a, a bunch of women. Oh, love Julie Halston. Oh, Heather Heather Matarazzo was in there too. Also, the young maid was someone. She was in a movie way back when. Keep reading the cast. Uh, let's see. We have uh, Holly Kate Eisenberg, Lisa Emery, uh, Mary Louise Wilson. Susan Bruce, Jennifer Butt, Jane Cronin, Jen Davis, Mary Bond Davis, Roxana Hope, Kelly Mayers, Barbara Marino, Adina Porter, Gayton Scott, Cheryl Stern, and Ann Tolman. Wow. Okay. No, I'm not ringing a bell. So anyway, that was a fun time in the theater. And so for next week's film, we're looking for a film directed by a woman. The other, yes, it's about time. The other woman I, I was thinking of was um, Claire Denis. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Let's see. Well, there's Yentl. Let me look up. There's Yentl. Claire Denis. Let's see. The ones I know are Cho Chocolat and um, Beau Travail. Well, I've seen Chocolat. I've not seen not, Beau Travail. Not, no, you have not seen Chocolat. Oh, it's not the. No, it's <laughs> okay. not that. It's not that chocolate. I see. I see. <laughs> what about and Winter's then, Bone? And then Lena Wertmuller or Agnes Varda, Maya Nair. Agnes. I've never seen Vagabond. I think that's, is that maybe Agnes's like most famous? famous? Um, well, let me check. Let's do a hmm. mm -hmm. Well, according to IMDB, that is, um, so I'm looking through this list, I'm like, have I ever seen and Agnes Varda, I must have. The Gleaners and I have seen. Yeah, the, I've seen the Gleaners too. We could watch a Nancy Myers movie. Is that a documentary? Cleo from five to seven. I know I've heard of that, but I've not seen it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's the only Agnes Varda I've seen. Is the Gleaners? Yeah. Hmm. Unless I, what year is the bag about? 85? Yeah. Or Lena Vertmuller. Or we can go to Idaho. <laughs> who we could watch a, who was the Nazi filmmaker? Lenny Riesenstahl? Yeah, Lenny Riesenstahl. Never heard of that person. Oh, you haven't? No, you know, I heard of Lenny uh -huh. Riesenstahl. She was Hitler's favorite filmmaker. Hitler's, yeah, favorite. Oh, good. Good. Uh huh. 
Well, and she was brilliant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have never seen any of her films. All right, so the director, um, Ag um, Ida Lupino, she was directing in the 50s. Yeah. In, mm -hmm. ho in Hollywood, which made her an outlier. And she made like message movies, but also. What does that mean? Uh, movies about abortion. Like, she. Oh, wrote, okay. Uh -huh. um, like, she wrote um, Never Fear, a dancer who has just gotten engaged to a partner and choreographer and is about to embark on a major career, is devastated to learn that she has contracted polio. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Outrage. A young woman who has just become engaged has her life completely shattered when she is raped while on her way home from work. Um, that's 1950. Hard, fast, and beautiful. Tennis prodigy Florence Farley. Wait, what, did she, she directed a movie with Rosalind Russell. Huh? She directed a movie, The Trouble with Angels, with Rosalind Russell. Well, we could do that. Yeah. And Haley Mills. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, should we do that? Wait a second. Where is oh, The Trouble with 1966? Two high-spirited young students at St. Francis Academy for Girls keep things hopping for the challenge Mother Superior and her staff of bewildered sisters. I mean, I could watch that. What were some of the other titles? Oh, well, then, I mean, you get, you know, um, we had to go down. Hold on. Um, outrage, hard, fast, and beautiful, on dangerous ground. The Hitchhiker, the bigamist that has Joan Fontaine and I, I opinions in it, too. A man secretly married to two women feels the pressure of his deceit. Um, the Hitchhiker. Two fishermen pick up a psychotic escaped convict who tells them what he intends to murder them when the ride is over. Hmm. <laughs> um, or we can do Swept Away, or this is not an interesting podcast right now. Um, <laughs> swept Away, or... Whoops. Yeah, you went, you went out of our expertise there. Yeah. I know, I know, I'm sorry. It's just not, I mean... You can, hey, we can do Catherine Bigelow, the first woman to win an Academy Award. We can do her first movie. Um, Which was what? Um, Near Dark. It's a vampire movie, and it is gore. It's not a great movie, but it's gorgeous. Let's do it. Okay, um, let's do that. Okay. All right, we can do that. It's short. It okay. Has, it okay. has Natalie Maine's husband in it, so that's always nice. He's pretty. Oh, and it's got Bill Paxton. I love Bill Paxton. Yeah, no, it has a good cast. Okay. It's 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 inc it's incredibly beautiful film to watch, um, but it's 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 a vampire movie. Well, that's all right. That'll go well with my episode here and there of uh, Into the Shadows. Great. Oh, you mean what we do in the shadows? Yeah, what we do in the shadows. That's what I meant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do Catherine Bigelow, Near Dark. Okay. All right. And maybe the next week we'll do The Hitchhiker from Ida Lupino. Or we can do, I think we should do better movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anything else, kids? 
Shall we wrap it up? I think that's it. Yeah. This. Will you sing us in, Megan? Do you want to sing us out? Oh God, the pressure. Um, oh, no, John, why don't you sing us out? Your your last day of singing daily. Oh, that's right. Today was my last kitchen concert. I did 115 of them. Wow. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Well, thank you, Megan. Yeah. Quitter. What? Quitter. Quitter. Yeah. <laughs> All things must end. All good things must come to an end, Mike. Okay. Well, uh -huh. and bad things too. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the podcast. Really boring. So we'll see you next <laughs> week on Two Queens at a What? Capricious Necromancy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Okay, we're back, two queens and a what, and after discussion, we've decided to change our movie for next week, so news alert, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, and it's going to be... The Hitchhiker, directed by Ida Lupino. So, if you want to watch along with us, watch The Hitchhiker. You can still watch Near Dark, but yeah, we're just not going to talk about Yeah, you can absolutely do that, yeah, we're going to talk about The Hitchhiker. So, until then, la more, la more.